When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. Welcome to the Super Bowl edition of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman, and we're going to be breaking down uh, the offense and defensive production of what we just saw in the NFC Championship game with some Q&A moving, looking forward to the Super Bowl. We've got a whole bunch of stuff, some updates. The yeah, 49ers didn't really practice today, per se. It was a little bit of a walkthrough, but... Got a little bit of news from that. First off, uh, you know, Dre Greenlaw was a full participant. If they did practice today, there is zero hesitation moving forward with what happened to Dre Greenlaw's ankle. If you remember, uh, he got rolled up on by Nick Bosa in the second quarter, in the late third quarter, sorry, and then he didn't go back in the game. He was cleared to go back in the game, but they didn't feel there was a need to risk it. So, Quan Alexander uh, took full reps at the will spot, and they just stayed in nickel package the rest of the game because the Packers were trying to uh, force the ball anyway. So that's the best news. Uh, you know, it would have been limited for D Ford, uh, Quan Alexander, both of those guys, and Chukowski Tart, even though uh, they've been full participants now for two weeks. So uh, as far as the injury bug goes, everything is good. The only issue is Tevin Coleman. Now, Tevin Coleman was out today. And that does play a role into things, but there is a small chance that he will be able to play and be active in the Super Bowl, which would be it'd be huge because it does seem like there's a little bit of animosity between Kyle Shanahan and Matt Breida. He does not seem to trust him and or want him in the game. Um, so there's a lot to that. We're going to be talking a whole bunch of stuff, but before we do any more, let's jump straight into the defensive film. And it was a lot of fun. You, you know, anytime the 49ers come out and you, you can hold an opponent to zero points in the first half, that's a hell of a game. And whatever you, you know, you look across the field, you see Aaron Rodgers out there, and you mean to tell me he's going to be a goose egg through the first two quarters of the game. That's hard to believe. 
Whenever we back up and look at the total stats, you know, definitely the 49ers had the edge and they won all three phases of the game. But team stats-wise, the craziest stat that I could find, the Packers had more total yards than the 49ers did in this game. Packers had 358 total yards to 354. You know, it's only four yards. But still, what is the discrepancy? They had more first downs than the 49ers, given almost all those came in the third quarter. You know, after halftime, and they were down 21 to zero. But how come they were only held to 20 points? And it comes down to one key statistic three turnovers. Two pivotal turnovers that took place in the first half. You know, they finally get, they cross the 49ers, you know, midfield. They go into opponent territory. territory. They're having their best drive of the game down 17-0. And sure enough, they fumble the snap in the red zone. I think they're around the 23, so not quite the red zone, but around there. And it was just deflated after that. It really, really was. You know, we get points off that possession. And then they come out backed up against their own because they fumbled their own kickoff. And they try to press things, and then they get the Emmanuel um, Mosley interception. And I think at that point, it was over. <laughs> I, I think the game was really, really over. Um, you know, they're just so defeated and all those things. They come back out, the Packers do, and they score on their very first three possessions on the uh, in the second half, but it's just not enough. All three of those possessions were very long, methodical drives. And, you know, if you want to score on the 49ers, here's the thing. Here's the formula. A lot of quick outs from the number two wide receiver, a lot of comeback routes from the outside number one wide receiver, and a lot of screens. Now, what does that equate, and what's that look like? You have to have a 10 to 15 play methodical drive, and just you have to inch your way down the field and you can't have any negative plays because if you have a you have a penalty, yeah, you got to wash that game plan out of the out of the sky. If you have a sack, it's over. And we have a lot of ball hawks ball hawks back there. You know, Richard Sherman, he's going to get an interception late. You want to test this deep? That's fine. You can have some success with that, but it's got to be a quick deep pass because our defensive line is going to get there. The 49ers have returned to their weeks one through eight status. That's what it is. We didn't allow anybody in weeks one through eight to get past 20 points. Well, guess what? We're two weeks into the playoffs. Now we're Super Bowl bound, and the same thing is true. You get 17 points from the Vikings. You get 20 points from the Packers. This is a team, when healthy, they could take you out of your game plan. Now, looking forward, you could say that about <laughs> the Chiefs, who were down 24-0 to and still came back and won by 20. They were down uh, 10 points in the first quarter and second quarter to the Titans, still came back and won handedly. So the offensive firepower for the Chiefs is much more significant than anybody we have played um, in the playoffs. What Patrick Mahomes can do is special. Now, does that mean the 49ers are a bad matchup? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. This is a team that can beat anybody in the NFL. And there's a lot of pundits, and I want to read this. You know, I've been I've had probably about five or six people. This one's from Matthew Henry. I just want to give a shout out to him that basically said this. Um, just read there are NFL general managers and coaches that think the Chiefs are going to quote, blow out, end quote, the Niners. This is not real. <laughs> this is not real. It's not real. The 49ers have three losses on the season. I'm going to tell you why. The three losses the 49ers have had all came down to the last possession. Every one of them did. 
The 49ers are 13-3. You want to count the playoffs, they're 15-3. And, and again, those three losses came down to the last possession. They have had to lead the 49ers within two minutes of every single game that they have played. All 18 games, they have had a lead at some point in the final two minutes of every game. Now, is it possible for the Chiefs to come out and have the game of their careers and you know put up a huge lead and do all those things against the 49ers defense? Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, 100% possible. But is it realistic? Is it based on logic? Is it based on reason? Is it based on experience? I could keep going all day. Hell no, it's not. It's not based on film. It's not based on the 49ers. Who is the most complete team that is here? It surely is hell ain't the Chiefs. Can the Chiefs win? Yes. Um, you know, whenever you have Patrick Mahomes, who I think is the best quarterback in the NFL, obviously they have a shot to win it. And Vegas is going to say as much. They're two-point favorites. But to step back and say, this is going to be a blowout? These are talking media heads trying to get clicks. That's all that it is. You don't watch film and come away with that assessment. Now, if you just watch the Kansas City Chiefs film, and then you look at a box score, and you say, man, they don't even throw the ball in San Francisco, then you can make that analysis, but it's not based on game situations or what has happened throughout the year. You look at what both of these teams have accomplished, and it, it, it's great. Don't get me wrong. You know, If we're looking at the Chiefs, they have scored the fifth most points in the NFL. They're a top five scoring D, uh, offense. That's great. Guess what? The 49ers have scored more points. Considerably more points. <laughs> 28 more points to be exact on the year. The 49ers have the second most points scored. So if you want to operate under the narrative that the 49ers are a one-track team and all they do is run the ball, then you're a moron. <laughs> they are the most efficient Okay, They are the third most efficient whenever it comes to passing the ball. They average 7.4 yards per passing attempt. Well, guess what? The Patriots are number two, or sorry, the, the Chiefs are number two with the 7.5. They are 0.1 yards better per pass attempt. So if that means that 0.1, the only way that you can come away with that is the only way they can blow them away is because they average 0.1 more yards per pass attempt. You're out of your mind. <laughs> you are out of your mind. I have no problem with anybody that's picking the Chiefs to win this game. There's nothing wrong with that. And you could back up analysis, and you could go to film, and you could go to personnel, and you could go to coaching. You could justify that any way you want. But if you're trying to justify a blowout here for the Chiefs, you're insane. You are absolutely insane. Can you tell I'm a little hyped up here? I'm a little pumped. Uh, but anyway, it's Super Bowl time. And whenever you have all these eyes on two teams for two weeks, we're, we're not even a quarter way in. But don't worry, because we're going to be here, the 49ers Rush Podcast. We're going to be calming you guys down. We're doing extra episodes, basically nonstop until the Super Bowl. The only time we are going to have to stop is whenever I'm flying across the country to go to Miami. Uh, I'm going to be out there at the Super Bowl, uh, buying my ticket as soon as I get off the broadcast today. Uh, been scouting where I want to be and all that stuff. We've got a couple shows set up in Miami, still pending a couple NFL players that we want to attend. Uh, locations are almost completely nailed down. So excited for that. So if you guys are going out to Miami, you're going to have to meet up with us. We're going to do a Friday meet and greet. Then we're going to host a huge party Saturday during the day. It's going to be a blast. I'll be broadcasting live from a couple different places in South Beach which is going to be a lot of fun too. So I'll, I'll let you guys know my schedule 
as soon as everything is nailed down, you got to come out. If you're in Miami, you got to come out and say what's up. I'd love to get a picture uh, and talk and have a couple beers and all those things. And just want to say how awesome that's going to be. And for the people, you know, I made the announcement um, <laughs> last episode. Here's my goal, okay? And let, let's go back just a little bit. I want to be the eyes and ears of the faithful in Miami. I want it to create an experience for the podcast listener that can't take off work, fly across the country. Uh, you know, I had to pitch it to my principal, and uh, luckily, I, I got very lucky. She she gave me the okay. But um, I want to be able to have the atmosphere and experience through video, audio, interviews of the crowd, uh, pictures, all that stuff, and bring you guys with me. It's all about us. That's what this is about. And you know, I made those remarks and <laughs> talked about how expensive it is out there i'm trying to get sponsors to cover as much as i can but uh what happened at a couple people reach out and just want to say thanks to those guys you know uh miles mammon and uh desiree gutierrez cannot say thanks enough um you know chris pack it, just absolutely great just some people out there just sharing uh, Eric Pack, sorry about that. Just sharing some extra, you know, they sent me some stuff on PayPal and Venmo to help uh, just cover beers and whatever else. And that was just so cool. I really do appreciate that. You know, we've been doing this for three and a half years and this is just a side gig and it just keeps blowing up and people want more. And so I'm going to keep giving them more. Um, and, you know, if you want to help support the podcast, the best way to do that is head over to the Patreon page. Um, you guys are seeing the film breakdown here. And, you know, I'm, I'm about to start working on Chiefs film tomorrow. I'm just going to keep breaking down film nonstop until the Super Bowl. You want to hear those notes and the film breakdown and the scheme breakdown, head over to patreon.com, look up 49ers Rush Podcast, join that Frank Gore tier. And, man, we've had a lot of people head over there and show support. Cannot thank you enough. Tom Nelson, Big Fred, Brian, uh, Desiree Gutierrez again, uh, Peter James, John G., Brian, Edgar, Galindo, William, a uh, longtime listener. What's up, Will? Thank you so much. J Squad, Jared Lowe, Jason, Logan, Miles Mammon again, and Matthew Burton. Uh, you guys have come out on fire. And over on Patreon, here's what it's year round. It's year round. It's eight bucks a month. And as soon as the Super Bowl is done, guess what? We're not stopping. You know, uh, my film guys that are just working freaking tirelessly, you know, Tommy and, you know, Juan Solace can't say enough about those guys. We're jumping straight into into the draft. We've already got, you know, 30 plus pages of draft notes ready to go for you. We're going to have film from the Senior Bowl, and I want to focus completely on the Super Bowl now, but it doesn't stop right there. Because we're posting a mock draft on the website, NinersRush.com, tonight uh, for you draft nicks that want to look forward and enjoy the future and now. Because this 49ers team is going to be around for a while. Yeah, we don't have a lot of draft picks. Moving on. But we have a chance to win a title. And that's the number one goal for every team in the NFL. It's number one. We have that option with long-term sustained success in the near future. So excited about this team. And again, all those people that have supported us uh, cannot say thanks enough. Having said all those things, let's jump into some questions. Uh, so if you have a question, if you're joining us on YouTube, make sure you hit the notification bell. One, if you hit the notification bell, it lets you know every time we go live um, and you get to ask your questions and all that stuff. You can email us, which a lot of people do, 49ers Rush Podcast at gmail.com. But live's the best way. Tag me, put at John Chapman just so I can see it. 
Um, let, let's see here. From the casual viewer, longtime listener there. Appreciate the support, brother. Uh, Chiefs are favorites to win the Super Bowl. I don't know what to say. I am with you. And the line is moving. <laughs> it was a point and a half. Now it's two points. And let them. Uh, anytime that line moves, I'm putting more money down. I believe in my 49ers. I really, really do. I believe the. I believe in a complete team. I believe offense wins games. I believe defense wins championships. And I think that we have the better offense and the better defense. Uh, do they have the better quarterback? I have no problem conceding that point. But Jimmy G is special. Uh, ah, damn it. I said the word. <laughs> I was trying so hard not to say that word. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy G's great. And I have no problem uh, saying that Mahomes is better than he is right now at this point. That's fine. But I believe in our scheme. I believe in our team and personnel, our coaches, all across the board. I, I, there's really only one place I can give them the advantage at. And I think that our pass rush is going to have to neutralize that. Uh, Alex. Do you think this team is far more superior superior than the 2012 team? It's interesting because you go back to that 2012 team and you look at Bowman and you look at Patrick Willis. I think that was the strength of the team, you know, the linebacker core. But whenever you look at the 49ers now, I, I think we have the best linebacking core in the NFL. Our three linebackers, Fred Warner got six all-pro votes for the Mike linebacker, you know, he was NFC Defensive Player of the Month, Player of the Week a few times. Quan Alexander, whenever he's at his best, is one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. And then you got Dre Greenlaw, who was an all-rookie team with two top ten picks and Devin White and Devin Bush. So who's the weak, weak link there? Uh, now, I understand Bowman and Patrick Willis both deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You know, our linebackers aren't quite to that level yet. But you talk about just those three guys, that that's a nice group, okay? A very athletic group going against a quarterback that likes to run around and move around a lot. You know, the Chiefs, what they're best at is third down conversions. They're best in the NFL, pretty close to 50%. They're, they're number one, their offense. And you go back to the game, and I'm going to break down a whole bunch of film, and we're going to have a whole bunch of different things that you guys are going to be able to watch with how the 49ers defense has done versus mobile quarterbacks, how the Chiefs have done versus speedy linebackers, what's that? what that looks like and things like that. But if you look at this play that's playing right now, it's a screen pass that they're able to blow up. And I think on this one, uh, Dre Greenlaw kind of over-pursues a little bit. No, this is just the the nice play outside by Emmanuel Mosley. The 49ers got a fast-as-hell defense, and they fly around like crazy. And so hopefully you can negate some of that. Obviously, <laughs> uh, the Chiefs are a track meet offense, and they try to build all those things up. But the 2012 team... Was a super run heavy. Think about what the Ravens look like now. You know, Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator. Uh, definitely some major weak links at the wide receiver position. Couldn't pass the ball very well, but a very powerful running team. The difference between 2012 and us now, one, we're more complete. Um, our defensive line has been right up there with the 2012 team. You had a lot of good pass rushers on that team with the Smith brothers and all that kind of stuff. But. The thing that makes a difference is this team can win anyway. They can throw it. They can run it. They can stop the run. They can stop the pass. I, I, it's hard to go back and find a more complete team in the NFL in the past probably three to four years. The 49ers have very few weaknesses. Maybe you could talk about their wide receivers, but with the way Debo's been playing, and we don't need our wide receivers when we can run. 
You don't need them. And you look at, you know, what the Chiefs do on defense. Guess what? They give up the 26th most rushing yards in the NFL. 26th. They allow 4.9 yards per rushing attempt. That tells me all I need to know right there. There's so many ways that you can win this game. You know, they want you to pass the ball, the Chiefs do. The 49ers want to run the ball. Very curious to see how they're going to try to stop that because eight-man boxes, that doesn't stop the 49ers. That doesn't stop Kyle Shanahan. He's got a scheme. He's got a motion. He's got a motion again, and then he's going to run the ball wherever you're not. So uh, I like our team, and I love our chances much more than I did back in 2012. I did think we were going to win versus the Ravens in 2012. But um, I, I feel confident about this team, really do. Uh, Greg, how effective do you see our run game being against the Chiefs defense? You just said it. Yeah, I think it's going to be huge because they have not stopped the run all year. They really haven't. You look at what their defense has allowed you know, the last several weeks, and you could say, oh, well, they shut down Derrick Henry. No, they didn't. Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry only had three rushing attempts in the second half. They didn't shut him down. He had 80 yards in the first half. The Titans got too far behind because they couldn't keep pace, and they abandoned their running game, which got them there. Did they have to abandon their running game? Maybe, but then they got turned into the team they're not. The 49ers have done just fine abandoning their running game and still winning games. Titans have not. So what you have to do is, one, uh, even if the 49ers get down multiple scores, which the Chiefs are more than capable of doing, you cannot abandon the running game. You look at what the 49ers did in their two-minute drill <laughs> versus uh, the Packers. They ran the ball three times in the two-minute drill and scored a touchdown. So you don't have to worry about time and all that stuff. Stay with the run. It works. It's effective. Kyle Shanahan, it's third and eight at midfield. Don't care. Run a trap play up the middle. Touchdown. Those are possible plays. And as long as Raheem Mostert is back there, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a home run play, whatever. Now, you don't want Tevin Coleman back there if you're down multiple scores running the game. Uh, that's not what you want. If you get a huge lead, Tevin Coleman's fine, but he's not explosive. Ideally, in every situation, you want Raheem Mostert in there, and it's the last game of the year, so there's no need to spread the ball around and conserve. Raheem Mostert should get 30 carries in this game. That would be the perfect game stripped. Uh, you're not trying to save him anymore. It's time to get him out there. You know, you look at exactly what uh, Raheem Mostert has done on the year. He, he doesn't have a lot of carries. He, he really, really doesn't. If you look, he's got 137 rushing attempts, exact same number as Tevin Coleman. 137, not a lot. Matt Breida, 123. You have spread out the workload all year. Now it's time to load up. Go give that kid the ball. We saw what he could do with 29 rushing attempts, 224 touchdowns. And the Packers' run defense is better than the Chiefs'. Now, I think that the adjustments that will be made by the Chiefs will be much better, especially with an extra week there. But you can still run the ball effectively. So I do believe that. Uh, from Blue Panda, uh, John, do you think we'll be able to run well against the Chiefs like we did against the Packers? This is the question that I think we're going to keep seeing. Yes, I do. I, I really, really do. John, uh, what do you grade Quan in the first two playoff games? Not good. Um, WG, not good at all. You know, we look at the pro football focus grades. And he didn't have a bad game, but uh, he didn't have a good game either. He he was ranked as the seventh worst player 
you know, which, you know, you're talking about 17 players on offense, so he's right around the average. He got a 55.9 grade, uh, which isn't great. It's not bad either. And, you know, you kind of check out why that's the case. And he just didn't have a lot of stats. So in two weeks being back, his first week back, he didn't register one play. Um, he did give up four catches for on four targets, but only 10 total yards. So he's given up catches, but he's right there. He's not missing tackles. But he's not that explosive player yet. Now, hopefully, with two games under his belt, he's going to be able to step up and make a little bit more plays. Uh, so you know, Quan hasn't been bad. D hasn't been bad. Tart's been really good. But these players, it's just kind of, they're getting back into it. And it does take some time. It really, really does, especially whenever you've been gone for that long. Um, but you need them out there. And man, Super Bowl's huge. His first Super Bowl to be played in, it's going to be a lot of fun. From David. John, how come our number uh, two dominant run game gets no love against the Chiefs pass game, gets all the love? Because chicks dig the long ball, man. Uh, probably my favorite commercial of all time. You know, my my father, um, <laughs> he had Brave season tickets growing up, and so I'd go stay with him in the summers in Atlanta, and he was a construction worker. So we'd work construction, they go to the Braves game. And so I was a huge Braves fan as a kid growing up, you know, Maddox and Glavin, and Smoltz and all that stuff. But anyway, uh, long story short, they did a Sports Center commercial, one of the best commercials ever, and it's Tom Glavin and Greg Maddox doing batting practice, just hitting home runs, and all the girls are like flirting with them, and they turn to each other and just go, chicks dig the long ball, man, and they give each other like a forearm bump. One of the best commercials of all time, but that's what it is. All the kids want is the, the highlight reels, and you get that with Patrick Mahomes. He's got a cannon of a freaking arm. He throws so unconventionally, um, you know, sounds like Kermit. It, there's just so much to it. He's got like an Instagram model girlfriend. It, you name it, he has the Hollywood whatever it factor is. That's fine. And most of those talking heads in the national media, David, they don't watch football. They watch highlights. They check box scores. They don't watch coaches' film. They just see Patrick Mahomes is amazing, and he is. But what's also amazing, and what I would say is more amazing, is the way in which this team is built, the 49ers, and how they can win so many ways. You take Patrick Mahomes out of this game, you make him uncomfortable, you hit him, you knock him around, the game's over. There's nobody on the 49ers that you could take out and remove them. You could game plan to have them eliminate from the game. It doesn't change anything. Let's say you load up and you do stop the run. Guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo has had a 400-yard, four-touchdown uh, game. He's had that. You can win so many different ways. If we can stop Patrick Mahomes, I guarantee you the Chiefs are not going to win this game running the ball. They're not efficient running. So it's who we are, the pretenders, right? Uh, that, that's what the 49ers defensive line wanted to be called because that's what everybody kept calling. When we were 9-0, nobody gave us really respect. You know, We're underdogs heading into this despite having a better record, despite not le losing a game by more uh, than the last play of the game. That's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. No problem with that. Let them have that. Let them have it. Uh, from Angel. What's up? Give me a shout-out. I'm watching from Azusa, California, right up the street, not too far from here. What's up, Angel? Uh, welcome from Azusa. That is awesome. Niner by nature. John, love your work. Uh, we will get that six ring. Keep up the hard work. I love it. I, I can't wait 
to get a you know <laughs> a new emblem and a new logo and all that stuff and come up with all that stuff. Quest for Six is about to be retired in two weeks. So excited! Uh, absolutely love that. That that is awesome. Um, man, I can't pronounce this very well from, uh, Purka. Uh, hey, John, just want to say thank you for the B-Day wishes for my son yesterday. You're the man. Yeah, no problem. Uh, if you missed it, uh, he tagged me. His little man was having a birthday wearing the Patrick Willis jersey. Uh, son's stout, brother. Your son is stout. He's going to be a defensive lineman, man. <laughs> He's a big, strong kid. So, uh, glad that he enjoyed that. That is awesome. No problem there. From Greg, how many pressures, uh, do you realistically see? the gold rush getting on Mahomes I think a lot you know you look at what Patrick Mahomes has kind of had on the season he likes to move around and he likes to hold the ball that's what he wants he wants to create that huge you know long deep pass that's what he wants he wants to scramble and hit Tyreek Hill Sammy Watkins Miko Hardman somebody deep down the field now he's been sacked 17 times this year that's not a lot it's really not a lot so he's he's averaged about a sack a game. But you look at the teams that he has played, the defenses that he has played, and there's not a lot of like huge sack teams. Um you know, they played against the Texans, um shoot, the Vikings. You keep going down the Patriots, they're they're not a huge sack team, they're more of a coverage team. Uh the Bears and the Chargers. So, like, you look at kind of what he's played against. You look at that division, the AFC um, South. It, it, it's not really, I don't know. I, I think our front seven's the best that's out there. And I said this in the film breakdown. You look at when we have, you know, from defensive left to defensive right. D. Ford, Eric Armstead, DeForest Buckner, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, uh, Quan Alexander, Dre Greenlaw. That's our base 4-3. Now, you switch to nickel. Take Greenlaw or Quan out. You're going to rotate whatever. Then you put in Kwan Williams, who I think is one of the top three nickels in the NFL. There is not a weakness in that group. Again, that's the starting seven. Now, once you get in the backups, it changes a little bit. But every single one of those players is capable of blitzing, getting sacks, and hitting the quarterback. There's so much athleticism there. So, trust me. <laughs> when the Chiefs were watching the Packers... And 49ers play, they sure as hell were not pulling for the 49ers. They wanted to play the Packers. Every team in the NFL would rather play the Packers than the 49ers because of the way in which the 49ers stifle you. They 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 crush your will. <laughs> they stop everything. It, it just they make you not want to play football anymore. It, it's just what it is. And so you get to bring that to Miami now, which I oh man. I can't believe I'm going to the game. So excited. I'm so freaking excited. Um, anyway, let's pause real quick because I want to talk about this, and this is fun. You know, with the Super Bowl every year comes all kinds of prop bets and halftime bets, and, you know, there's bets on the national anthem, the coin toss, all those things. And if you want to participate in those, head over to mybookie.ag, use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. They're going to double your initial deposit. And here's what I want to focus on right now, and this is just going to kind of tell you how Vegas and the money sees this. These are the Super Bowl MVP odds, okay? Um, I put down a bet today. I'll let you know what that is here in a second. But Patrick Mahomes is the clear favorite. He's a negative 110, meaning uh, you're not going to win your money back. You're going to win a little bit less if he wins it. So he's the major favorite. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo, plus 275. So you can kind of see the huge jump. Negative 110 for Mahomes, plus 225 to Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Now the next close player, this is who I bet on, Raheem Mostert, plus 650. So I put $10 down. If Raheem Mostert is the MVP and if the 49ers can run the ball and if that's what you're expecting, that's going to be Raheem Mostert out there. You bet 10, you win 65 bucks. That's kind of what that is. So again, if you want to bet, head over to mybookie.ag, the number one sports book betting site in the world uh, online. They're absolutely great. But if you want to get crazy, okay, let's get crazy. Damian Williams is at plus 1,900. Nobody's betting on him. George Kittle. You think it's going to turn into a passing game and the 49ers are going to play catch-up? George Kittle is plus 1,200. So, again, you bet 10, you're going to win 120 bucks. And you kind of take the zero off the end there uh, for every $10. Tyreek Hill plus 1,900. Travis Kelsey plus 2,100. So, again, you go back to who the NFL thinks is the better tight end. Uh, you've got Kittle at plus 1,200. Kelsey at plus 2,100. That's huge. Bosa plus 1,700. You go back to... Man, what was that? The Broncos versus the Seahawks, I think is what it was, uh, when they just freaking blew them out of the water. I think it was the Seahawks. Is that right? I think it was. Whatever uh, Vaughn Miller and Demarcus Ware split co-MVPs. So you got defensive guys on there. You got Debo Samuel plus 2,300. Emmanuel Sanders plus 38. <laughs> That's a lot. It just keeps going down. Sherman plus 5,000. Um, I mean, if you want to get crazy, Robbie Gold uh, is plus a hundred thousand. So basically, bet ten bucks to win a thousand dollars. Anyway, there's lots of odds there. I'm taking the Raheem Mostert one. I, I just think that I can see the narrative where the 49ers do establish the run. We've seen what they've tried to do throughout the playoffs so far with, you know, they catch a lead and they just lean, lean, lean. And if the, you know, the Chiefs can't stop the run, Raheem Mostert's going to be the guy. You know, Tevin Coleman's banged up. He might play. Uh, Shanahan doesn't trust Brita. And, you know, the problem all year, especially for fantasy owners, if you're into that kind of thing, is which 49ers running back is it going to be? There's no question now. There's no question. It's Raheem Mostert. So uh, I think that number is going to drop a little bit, but it's at plus 650 right now over on my bookie. Again, sign up with promo code 49ers. Um, real quick, let's jump into um, the top and lowest ranked players on Pro Football Focus, just on the defensive side. So of the game film that you guys are watching, if you're on YouTube, this is who is the top and who is the bottom players. Number one is Eric Armstead, 78.6. Hell of a game. Had a sack, three total pressures, uh, two quarterback hits, uh, you know, forced the fumble on his sack, had two solo stops as well. Absolute great game. He played 47 of 61 snaps. Number two, Kwan Williams, 78.6. Again, they're tied at that top spot. He played 51 of 61 snaps. We were in nickel package a lot. Uh, once Dre Greenlaw got injured and they were so far behind 27 to zero, uh, we just stayed nickel package and just kind of did a little bit of a prevent stuff. But Kwan Williams did a hell of a job because, you know, he got that blitz off the edge where he forced, punched the ball out, got the uh, forced fumble on that too. Several different tackles that he made as soon as the uh, wide receiver caught it all over the place. Richard Sherman, 73.5. Obviously, his interception to ice the game was wonderful. Sheldon Day, gosh, he, he's getting better and better. And, you know, the loyalty that this 49ers front office and coaching staff 
has had with players like Sheldon Day. You know, he got 22 snaps. That's about where you want him. That's a little more than I want him. But a 68.9, a nice grade there. DeForest Buckner, 67.8. Mosley, 66, uh, 67.6. Um, you know, you go down the middle, guys, just go Jimmy Ward, DJ Reed, Greenlaw, Bosa. Those guys are kind of on the middle. Now, the bottom players, D Ford ranked uh, dead last, 43.5. He got a lot of pressures. But, um, sorry, I mean, he was back there in the backfield a lot, but he didn't register pressures is what I was trying to say, but he was always in the backfield, uh, and he gave a couple sacks to other players. D Ford is huge, and I hate this grade because you watch film and you just see him all over the place. Joukowsky Tart, 44. Fred Warner, 45.7. He did not have a good game. And Anthony Zettel, 48.6. So that's kind of the top and bottom that we have there. Um... But uh, <laughs> let's see here. Let's get to a couple more questions uh, from Nick. Mahomes has not scored less than 23 points in any game this season. Thoughts? You're correct. Uh, he also has not played the 49ers, Nick. And is it possible for him to get 23 points? Yes. I think it's going to take more than that to win this game. I think the first one, I, I think realistically, if the 49ers can hold the Chiefs to 27 or below, I think we win this game. Once you get into the 30s, you know, it's a 55-point over-under on Vegas. So they're saying first one to 27 wins. Uh, first one to 30 is going to win for sure. But who knows? You can kind of throw this stuff out because what if Kyle Shanahan does say, look, we're going to air it out and we're going to just match play for play. And we're going to throw and they want to throw. That's cool with me too. So uh, Mahomes is special. Not trying to say that, but he hasn't played against this defense yet, and he hasn't played. Their Chiefs have not played against a running game like ours yet as well. Um, you know, they did play against the Ravens, so I guess I should say that. But that game did not go well. <laughs> it was a close game, and you know the Chiefs came out up top, thirty-three to twenty-eight, but. They gave up 452 yards and over 200 yards rushing and were able to pull out like a miracle the last second. I don't think that that's the blueprint that the Chiefs want to use moving forward. From Grant, why won't he put in Jeff Wilson Jr. if he's gonna if he's not going to run Breida? I'm with you. Um, I'm with you 100% on that. I do believe Jeff Wilson Jr. will be active in uh, this week, which means, hey, who's going to be inactive? You know, if we look at, we've had the exact same inactive list the last two weeks of the playoffs. C.J. Beathard, Jeff Wilson, Dante Johnson, Daniel Helm, Aziz Al-Shahar, Jordan Matthews, Kevin Givens. So let's say you want to activate Jeff Wilson. Do you just swap him for Matt Breida? If Tevin Coleman's not 100%, do you swap him there? Or do you go with four running backs? You know, Breida is a special teams player too. And that's a big reason why Breida's out there much more than Jeff Wilson is Breida's super fast, and Jeff Wilson is not super fast. He's a little bit more, I want to say to the John Chapman speed variety, but um, he, <laughs> let's say this. Jeff Wilson Jr. is closer to my speed than he is Matt Breida's. But it doesn't mean he's not an effective running back. It just means for special teams, you do take a hit there. Um, the Geek Freak, do you think Mostert can handle another 30 touches? Yes. It's the Super Bowl. You do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. You get the ball and you go. Um, again, another question here from Nick. The 49ers struggle with mobile quarterbacks but beat most of them in tight games. Will the Super Bowl be the same way? Yes. It's going to be a close game. It's got to be a close game. Even if the 49ers jump up 27-0 in the first half, like what we saw last week, it's got to be a close game because Patrick Mahomes is going to fight and claw his way back. Just what it is. 
from Jeff. Do you think Rogers just gave up because he wears it uh, like a mask? Yeah, Rogers. A lot of these plays as you're watching this, and he gets those turnovers. You'll just see him put his hands on his hips, turn away from his teammates, and just walk like he doesn't care. Um, I don't know a lot of people that handle losing well. Rogers might be one of the worst ever at it. And whenever Rogers is not having fun and he's pissed off, things kind of compound on him. Um, but Rogers didn't really have a bad game. Uh, you look at you know the turnovers. You could talk about that. But if you look at just the box score and what he was able to accomplish, he goes thirty-one for thirty-nine for three hundred yards and two touchdowns. Now he was sacked three times and had two interceptions, and they attributed the fumble to him, which was on the center, not him. But whatever. Um, yeah, it's just too many negative plays against a better team. You do that, that's a recipe for failure. Um, it's just what it is. It's what it is. Um, let's see here. Uh, moving down, uh, let's see here. <laughs> Mahomes isn't that mobile. He runs a 4.8. You are correct. Baker Mayfield ran a 4.81. He ran a 4.88. The thing that separates you know, Patrick Mahomes and mobility-wise is that uh, Patrick Mahomes is shifty. You know, you look at his short shuttle and his three-cone drill, both are in the 85th percentile. He's not a straight-line speed guy. He has a lot of contact balance because he's a big dude. And so whenever you hit him, he doesn't go down like a traditional quarterback. And he's shifty. Uh, his hips are nuts. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't make sense how fluid his hips are. And that's kind of what separates SB. I'm with you. He's not a speed guy. He is much more of a shifty guy. Um John, did you know that eight of our nine postseason sacks came from those first rounders? I love it. Uh, I'm not sure who the other first round sack. Oh, Zettel. I think Zettel got one of them. Damien, why is it that Jimmy gets no respect? He has proven in so many scenarios he can control an offense. Uh, what have you done for me lately? Uh, people are trying to find something to pick about the 49ers to control their narrative of whatever. The only thing you can do is say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's not throwing the ball. Now he's efficient. <laughs> he's doing a great job. He goes six for eight for 77 yards. That's great. But yeah, I don't know why that is the case, but they've got to find something. Again, those are people that don't watch the games that are just trying to piss people off and figure something out there. Um, it's it's just what it is. It's it's what it is. Yeah, I like the Baker thing. Um, <laughs> Patrick is a one-man show who holds the ball too long. This defense is so overly aggressive. Kyle and Jimmy will exploit this overrated team. Thank you, Damian. Um, I despise the haters on Jimmy G. I do as well. And that's okay. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be fine. He can handle it better than anybody. Uh, super excited about all those things. And Jimmy's going to have a game. And, you know, I do think that we're going to run the ball first and foremost, but there's going to be there's going to be a lot of passing early on, especially early on. Now, I do want to say thanks to my sponsor before I get to a couple more questions, and that is BlueChew.com. I love the questions. I love the comments. Send them out there. BlueChew.com. Um, same active ingredients that are found in Viagra and Cialis. The only difference between them and BlueChew.com is, one, it comes in edible form so that you can eat it on an empty stomach, take it at night, in the morning, any of those things. But also, um, no awkwardness. It's discreet. All you got to do is head over to BlueChew, blue like the color, Chew.com. Use promo code 49ers49ERS. Once you use that, you answer a couple quick questions. There's no doctor visit. You don't have to go have some awkward conversation with somebody that you don't know, a stranger, and talk about your personal life. Answer a couple questions, and then once you do that, they're going to ship it to you. 
Okay, now, uh, the first order is free of charge. You just have to pay for shipping. It's $5. Uh, so you do have to pay for the shipping part, but the first order is it's free if you use promo code 49ers. Try it out. See if it works for you. See if it helps. It's discreet. No awkwardness. Comes to your door in a discreet little package. And I'm telling you right now, Give it a shot. These guys have supported us for a long time. Really do appreciate their product and what they do. Uh, BlueChew.com. Use promo code 49ers49ERS and give it a shot. So a couple other questions before we sign off here. I know we're going long, but uh, I want to go long. <laughs> this is uh, it's Super Bowl, man. Uh, we need to be able to talk through all this craziness. And if you know the next episode, what I'm going to do is we're, we're going to focus on the uh, the Chiefs offense. So the next film session is not going to be based on the 49ers. We're going to look and we're going to break down exactly what the Chiefs are. And if you want to see and hear all that, head over to patreon.com, um, type in 49ers Rush Podcast. That's going to be the place that we are going to see there. From Goldman Sachs, I like it. Sachs spelled like Sachs, the quarterback. I like that. Nice tag. Do you think we should make the Chiefs stop our run game first like we did with the Packers? You know, the last two teams... Packers and the Vikings, they wanted to stop Kittle. That was their uh, kind of predetermined uh, bracket coverage on Kittle, and that's fine. That allows us to set up a lot of great run-blocking angles through traps, through pulls, through all that stuff, through outside zone, through hooking defenders and all that. So, yes, the Chiefs should try to stop our run whenever we have proven uh, that we only have to throw the ball eight times to dominate an opponent. You've got to stop that. Uh, so yes, I am with you completely. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to walk their safety Tyron Matthew, uh, down into the box quite often, um, to try to do that. Um, love this from <laughs> Sase de Borrego greetings from Monterey, Mexico. Love it, man. Uh, appreciate that. Shout out from abroad. That is awesome. Bonjour. I believe is what they say there. Um, Jeremy, at least you haven't said, oh, I'm not even going to say it. I ain't going to say it. He tried to catch me in one of those hot words that's going to piss everybody off. But, yeah, thank you. I have tried. If there are words I use too much, it's it's a fun drinking game. Uh, but, anyway, Nick, thank you for telling everybody. Hit that like button. Make sure you hit the notification bell so that you know when we're live. We're going live freaking every day. I'm just going to keep trying my hardest to record live as much as possible uh, and enjoy this time because the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Hasn't happened a lot, and it, this is awesome. We're going to go finish the quest for six, and a lot of more fun things coming your way. Again, going to be in Miami, going to have a couple shows out there, going to be interviewing people. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of videos. If you haven't followed me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman. Um, also, check NinersRush.com. We're going to have a mock draft dropping later tonight, so make sure to check that out as well, all you draft nicks. But um, until next time, we'll be back tomorrow with even more footage. Stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.